Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes, and I am glad that you are here for today's podcast. I wanted to talk about Andrew Luck and his retirement. It was big news. Big news. I was out and about this past weekend, and I got a a text from one of my buddies. It was like, hey, um... Are you watching the Bears game? I'm like, of course I'm not watching that Bears game. Did you see the inactives list? There's no reason for me to watch that game. Other than shout out to, to Dion Bush and Eddie Pinheiro in that game that did really well. Pinheiro trying to lock down that kicking job. But that's not why you're listening to the podcast today. I want to talk about Andrew Luck and his decision to retire from the game. I wasn't surprised that he retired. I I was surprised that he retired yesterday, but now understanding some of the circumstances that went on where Adam Schefter had the story, they were planning to do this on Sunday afternoon, but once that story gets out and I've been, been wrestling with, you know, how, how that plays out. I'd love to know. We'll never know, but I'd love to know what the sourcing was for Schefter, like who leaked him the story? Because I wonder if it was some someone inside the Indianapolis Colts uh, organization. Because that was such a horrible look to have luck on the sideline with the guys. And then you start to see as information goes by so quickly. People are there at the game, watching the game, and they're getting their alerts about Andrew Luck retiring as they're sitting there watching. And then it it led to a really, I I think, ugly send-off for Andrew Luck as he walked off the field, which I'll get to later on, and you'll hear from Andrew Luck about that. I don't know why there would be pushback against any player who wanted to retire, especially from this game from football. I have the the privilege to work with some pretty great players in Bears history and I covered the league for a really long time, so I know some players from other teams 
and I've talked to them about what the game does to your body. And guys are walking around in a ton of pain. It's true that they get compensated very well for the destruction that they allow for their body to take. But that doesn't mean that they aren't human beings and that they don't feel. Andrew Luck is is one of the more interesting his retirement and the way he talked about his retirement, I thought was really interesting because throughout his career, he's kind of been a guy that hasn't said much. He's been one of these football robots where it's like, oh, we just have to play hard and do. He's a cliche machine behind the microphone. But I thought that on Saturday night, what he had to say came off as very real and very genuine of him talking about hurting, physically hurting, and that cycle of getting hurt, rehabbing, getting hurt, rehab. Like, it's, for four years, that's a difficult thing to try and do, especially when there's so much pressure on on you as a person and that position in particular. It, It can be really difficult. The team is planning on you being there. You're kind of the key to the team's success. Although the folks in Indianapolis now will tell you that they built a team that should be able to sustain a high level of play, even if Andrew is not the quarterback. And I like Jacoby Brissett a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in a Colts uniform. But I, I found what he had to say very genuine and I think that that he speaks to a lot of players and I think that if you look at the the way that players reacted to luck retiring you'll see that there are other players that have some of that stuff on their mind what's the right point to walk away from the game what's the right point to say I'm I'm done with this I'm tired because in essence, that's what Andrew Luck told us. Like, I'm tired of this, this roller coaster that I'm on, and I think I'm gonna get off now. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off the roller coaster, and I'm gonna try to live a life. I wonder how much of this is factored into the fact that Andrew Luck just got married a little while ago. He's found he he's found some happiness and some joy, and maybe he can't he, he can't live in that happiness and that joy because he's not healthy enough to play the game. So he has to continue this cycle that that he talks about at 29. It, it seems so young for someone to walk away from potentially. And I, Jim Mercer was talking about this and some people around the Colts were talking about the idea that he'd make, you know, a half a billion dollars. And maybe that's the case, but I think that we can conservatively say that there's about 200 to 300 million dollars on the table for Andrew Luck and that to to understand that you're walking away from that beyond taking guts because it takes guts to to quit something that you love but there's some bravery in seeing that there's an opportunity to make that much money and walk away from it Granted, he's in a great place financially because of what he's already done in his career as the Colts. And he comes from a great family 
and he has his degree from Stanford. He can be an architect if he wants, or he can spend his time getting ready for architecture if that's what he wants to do now that he's not playing football. Um, I just think that the game's so hard. It's difficult for these guys to walk after they're done playing. It's difficult for guys to... The pain management issue is huge with ex-players. How they're dealing with daily activities. I've talked to guys where just getting upstairs is difficult. And I can't begrudge anyone who looks at the quality of life aspect of this and says, I think I've had enough. And I think that there are going to be more guys to follow. I mean, it's not like Andrew Luck is the only guy that's done this. Jim Brown walked away at this age. Barry Sanders walked away at this age. Calvin Johnson walked away at this age. Patrick Willis left the career where he was maybe the best defensive player in the league. He walked away early on and on and on and on. We're seeing more and more guys take this route. It becomes a, a you're really like making an assessment, a risk assessment. Is what I'm going to be paid worth what I'm going to feel and feel like later on in life? And if this was a player that wasn't hurt often or wasn't under siege, Andrew Lux is the moment he walked into the NFL has physically been under siege because the Colts hadn't until, you know, last year put together an offensive line that was really adept at protecting him. This guy was taking hit after hit after hit. And he's a big, strong guy. And I love the way that he would always uh, celebrate with the person who hit him and be like, man, that was a good hit. It throws defenders off. I've talked to defenders that he's done that too, and it throws them off. They're like, wait, did I not hit him hard enough? No, you did. And so you have a guy who's dealt with shoulder injuries and leg injuries, and the fact that he doesn't feel good, he keeps talking about pain. With this whole issue with his leg, where the Colts don't seem to know what's going on, Andrew doesn't seem to know what's going on, and he's... He's not ready to play. So if he's not ready to play, then what is the point? What 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 is the point of forcing a guy who's, one, not ready, and two, physically doesn't, can't give you what you need from that position? I applaud him. Like, this, this is, I think this should be, I understand Colts fans being sad about this for what it means in, the immediate future of the team where we're right around the corner. Like we're, we're basically in week one, like everyone after this third preseason game, like they're putting their game plan together. They have an idea of all the personnel that other teams are going to have outside of surprise cuts. They're getting everything ready for their week one opponent. But I think that the Colts were going in, in the direction of it being Jacoby Brissett anyway. So I don't think that there's a ton that's lost. Like, he's just their starter now. I would suggest that they perhaps might want to call Colin Kaepernick to come either back Brissett up or maybe push to be the starter of that team. 
because that guy is 30, hasn't played in three years, says he feels good enough to play. What's It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk because the, the talent at the quarterback position, when you start looking at some of the backups in this league, is just, ugh. Anyway, they're ready for week one. They've been getting ready for week one with the guy that's going to start in week one in Jacoby Brissett. These last couple days, though, are are about Andrew Luck. And I just think that it's really difficult for folks to understand what's going on inside of a football player's body. Any player, for that matter, because I know that for my listeners who are, who are listening in Chicago, you probably are having a flashback to Derrick Rose. And it's, diff- it's difficult for people to understand body preservation and in football it's impossible if you're going to play you're just going to hurt period and there's a point where no matter how much you pay me the damage that it does to my body isn't worth it and let's not even start talking about the damage that it may cause to my mind and if you can try to get ahead of that There's so many players in the league that are having that same debate with themselves right now. Is it worth it for me to play one, two, three more years and make $20 million knowing that it could take decades off of my life or have a real impact on the quality of life of those decades? Those are things that are really hard to quantify. So I'm glad that Andrew Luck was able to do it in that regard. I want to let you hear from Andrew Luck. I want you to hear his reasoning for it. And I, after I wanted to make sure, you know, like I said, I was out all weekend. I went back and listened to his, his entire press conference on Saturday. And I didn't see a guy that thought it was easy to walk away. I didn't hear in his voice a guy that was just dying to never play football again. I hear a guy who wants to play football, who loves football. And it's kind of been taken away from him because physically he can't do it. And the the re, doing rehab, if anyone out there who's ever been injured, doing rehab is hard. And now you're talking about a guy who's done it in multiple situations over the past four years. I hear a guy that wants to play this game, but can't figure out a way to do it without being broken. And I'm, I'm all for him find, trying to find some sort of peace out of it. But I want you to listen to him. Like if you're someone who was on the fence about this, listen to this guy's opening statement about this. It tells you everything that you need to know about his love for the game and why that love is just gone. But I am going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy decision. Uh, honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life. Uh, but it is the right decision for me. Uh, for the last four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, injury pain, rehab. Uh, and it's been unceasing and relenting, unrelenting, both in season, both in and off season. Uh, and I felt stuck in it. And the only way 
I see out uh, is, is to, to no longer play football. Uh, it's, it's taken my joy of this game away. Uh, and uh, this... stuck in this process. I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. Taking the joy out of this game. And after 2016, where I played in pain and was unable to regularly practice, I made a vow to myself that I would not go down that path again. I find myself in a similar situation. And the only way forward for me is to remove myself from football in this cycle that I've been in. Uh, come to the proverbial fork in the road. Uh, and and I, I made a vow to myself that if I ever did again, I would choose choose me in a sense. It's very difficult. I love this team. I love my teammates, the folks in our building, the, the fans, the game of football. And, and as part of this team, uh, as, a, as a member of this team, and because of how I feel, I know that I am unable to pour my heart and soul into this position. Uh, which would not only sell myself short, but the team in the end as well. Uh, and it's sad, but I also have a lot of clarity in this. Uh, it's been a difficult process, uh, but my wife, my family, my friends, Mr. Ballard, Mr. Russe, the Russe family, and Frank Reich have been incredibly helpful, supportive, uh, and I'm so grateful for them. It, as I told the guys earlier in the locker room, it's been the honor of a lifetime to represent the Horseshoe and the city of Indianapolis, both on and off the field. So there, you you have luck talking about this in very, I think, concrete terms. How he feels, why he feels that way, what's wrong with him, and whether or not he can he can function. He wants to live. Like, he wants to to enjoy his life and he's not doing it. It takes a lot of courage to look at this and say, this doesn't feel great. I could go through the motions and I could go on uh, IR and collect this money and I could do all of this stuff and rehab yet again. And it still wouldn't make me happy to, to just pull the plug. Now, there's part of me that feels like he needs time away from football. And he'll get it, and he'll get healthy, and he'll be like, you know what? I feel pretty good. And then maybe he makes his way back to playing football someday. But if he doesn't, I'm good with it. And if he decides in two years, my body is healed up, I want to go back and finish what I started, or I want to start a new chapter, I'm 100% with him on that a hundred percent it was disappointing to hear the way Colts fans reacted to Andrew Luck I I was actually surprised I've the Colts fan base is one of those fan bases that seem to get it and to see them react like that and I saw some of the video the people that were desperately trying to show out and and show their their disappointment by taking off Andrew Luck's jersey as he's walking off the field. And that guy getting booed. 
after all that guy has done for the Colts organization in the city of Indianapolis, to see that guy get booed was uh, it was a little heartbreaking. And it became more heartbreaking when he talked about it. If the idea was to inflict pain upon Andrew Luck, congratulations, you did it. All that you've meant to the team in the city and, and the stunningness of the decision. Any reaction to the fans? Did you hear the reaction from the field? Yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say I heard the reaction. Yeah, it hurt. I'll be honest, Chap. It hurt. How can you hear that and not not see that there was some damage done there. Now, Luck seems to be, from all accounts, in my dealings with him, everyone I know have ever dealt with Andrew Luck, seems to be a, a stand-up dude. And I know that he'll reflect upon this, and I'm sure that he'll, in his way, in his very like way, <laughs> he'll find a way to forgive people. But that was messed up. Like it was absolutely messed up. And I feel for him on a very human level that, that, that can have, that, that must've felt awful. It must've felt like after all I've done over this decade, that that's the way that this would be met. And it wasn't his choice to have it happen like that while Colts fans were at the game. So I, I hope that, people take stock and, and really think about what we're celebrating and watching these guys do. You have to understand how hard this game is. We joke and we talk about warriors and stuff. And we talk about how it's like a car crash every, every play, but think about what the toll is on, on the body and mind. And when you come into the game, you are so ready to to win and be the best player ever. And injuries will take it away from you all the time. So I want to I salute Andrew Luck, and I wish him the best. Whatever it is that he's going to do in the short term and in the long term, I wish him the absolute best. And I hope that he gets he finds what he's looking for. And it doesn't have to be in football which is a difficult lesson for people to learn too. And a lot of players don't learn it until way too late in their post-playing life. I appreciate you listening. I'll have some for you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.